Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. This is Oilers Now, jam-packed Thursday edition. We've heard from Louis DeBrusque. We've heard from uh, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Mark Spector up in 29 seconds time for Horse Racing Alberta. Stoffer Inspector reminding you, Century Mile is open. Racing begins on the 28th of April. I want to get to some text. Brian Burke was just on the show. I was asking him, what what do you do with Milan Lucic? And he said, fans need to understand uh, that by having Lucic and, and, and so here we go. Uh, Brad from St. Albert, Texas on a Heartland Ford text line. Did all the poets out there hear the uh, fear-free environment comment by Brian Burke? alluded to and having Lucic and Cassian in the Oilers lineup so true from Brad regarding the fact that McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins uh, rarely get leaned on. Not everybody agrees. Listening to Burke is ridiculous. He's so blanking out of touch. Another texter says, uh, stop having Burke on. He's losing his mind. Uh, literally scared of Lucic anymore? Come on, man. you got to be better than that. You can text us at 630, 630. So that, there's a different perspective. Um, what's going on here? Uh, We'll get one more in here just on on Kevin, and I'll explain because Kevin's brought something up. Bob, I have a different question for you. Obviously, you have a relationship with most members of media throughout the hockey world. I'm wondering what your feelings are towards Craig Button. He appears on the other station frequently. However, there seems to be a very apparent anti-orders bias. What are your thoughts? Just an FYI. Our change of heart regret in Brian Burke inspires this question from Kevin. All right, well, look, uh, we had... Craig Button on the show for five years and Bell bought TSN and then we stopped being able to have Craig Button on the show. I think the world of Craig, I think he's a great guy, disagreed with his uh, assessment of Evan Bouchard. That's fine. You know, I think Craig's 
I think he's a real good guy. Mark Spector used to be on the other station. Then they became the other station with a letterhead that involved Bell Media. Mark works for Rogers in NHL Hockey and Rogers and Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Hello, Spec. That's uh, that's kind of how it works. Like I think people understand that, right? Like we have uh, you know we have John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers on Monday. We're stuck with Mark Spector on Tuesdays. We have uh, Craig Simpson on Wednesdays. We have Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke on Thursdays. And on Fridays, we have Elliot Friedman. And what do all six of those guests, Mark Spector, have in common? Well, we all work for the best sports station in Canada, Bob. The, the most uh, watched? <laughs> the most. And I know you don't toot your own horn, and I don't, like, I don't like doing that either too much. Uh, I just say our numbers are very competitive on the show. That's what I'll tell you. Okay, our uh, our cumulative numbers are very competitive, and the great thing I love about our Texas is they keep us honest. So, uh, you know what? I disagreed with Button where he, I, I couldn't understand how Button had Bouchard ranked as highly as he did for the draft, and had at least 15 skaters ranked lower than him for the draft. And six months later, when he does top affiliated prospects, or eight months later, he has Bouchard having 15 of those guys ahead of him as a top affiliated prospect, and it made me wonder about you know, the performance at the World Juniors because I think that there's some people that think that's the be-all and the end-all. And you know what? Canada's performance at the World Juniors, and you were there, Tim Hunter did a poor job. You know, he sat there, he put more heat on his team, he put heat on 16-year-old kids. And if Evan Bouchard scores an overtime when he got uh, reeled in on a play that turned out to be a uh, a penalty shot, uh, which, by the way, he did not take, Maxime Comtois took, if Bouchard scores there, I wonder whether or not Bouchard's ranked higher in, in Button's list. That's just a, a thought on my end. Anyways, you get it because you've worn it. You had to give up you had to give up your show at the other station because of the change of uh, ownership. That happens once in a while in this building uh, in this business, doesn't it? Oh for sure. But you know, just because Craig Button isn't saying completely positive things about the orders on every turn. Right now it's deserved. Uh, yeah, I think I think listeners throw around the term, and readers throw around the term bias, and that is a, a very offensive term in our business. At least for me, Bob, I spent you know we spend a lot of time. I mean, I know you're working for Oilers now, and you work for the Oilers, and I get all that. I spent 30 years in the business trying to prove my objectivity. Frankly, I don't have bias. You know, I'm wrong. Right? Craig Button is wrong sometimes. Yep. For sure he's wrong sometimes. Craig, but he's not wrong because he's biased. There's a big difference. Well, there. and it's really as simple as this for Edmonton. And it's going to get us to a place where we talk about the management uh, decision coming up here. Virtually everybody in the hockey world thought it was great that the Oilers went and brought Peter Shirelli in and Todd McClellan in. And Edmonton spent a lot of money to do that. But you know what? Those guys, for whatever reason, and I don't know if Todd got totally a fair shake in this this year because he was 9-10-1 when he got let go, uh, but I do think Peter had a fair shake this year, and I think he affected things. They didn't get the results, and that's why changes get made. So you might not necessarily agree with who ultimately gets hired here, but if that individual gets the team turned in the right direction, he's going to be seen as a successful hire. And if he doesn't, it'll be seen as a bad hire. It really is about the results at the end of the day. You can have your own inclination as to who you like and who you don't like and who you think should get the job. But 
the proof is going to be in the pudding in terms of where the direction of the hockey club goes. And right now, Mark, the Oilers have given everybody a lot of fodder because of their lack of traction, especially given the fact that they were gifted Connor McDavid. That's just the inevitability of the situation. Oh, for sure. And there should be pressure on all those things. That's, you know, it's a tough business, right? It's a multi-million dollar business. There's pressure. Um, but what I really think, Bob, is, you know, people want to make decisions and, and conclusions immediately. If you didn't say, like, as, as media members, we're reactive. I can tell you my list of six or seven guys that, that I think should be interviewed for the order's GM job. That's fine. But the owners aren't listening to Mark Spector. They're not listening to Bob Stoffer. They're going to make their call regardless of what you or I think of, of the candidate. And we will react accordingly. I mean, I'm going to give Bob Nicholson credit. He's going to hire someone that's got lots of uh, uh, the proper resume for the job, whoever that may be. But if in two years the guy does a great job, then the media reacts and we go, hey, He's doing a great job. And if he screws it up, we react that way too. But I think there's a lot of listeners and readers out there who think that we pick the guy. Or if you didn't say Shirelli was awful the first week of his job, you're an idiot. You know, it doesn't work that way, right? I thought Shirelli was a good candidate for the job. There's always three or four or five guys that could do it or more. He didn't do a good job, he gets fired. It's not, you know, it's not revisionist history. He, we react to what happens in the media. We do not cause it to happen, as far as I know, anyway. Mark, as much as I'd like to impact things, if I couldn't convince the Oilers to sign Derek Ryan in 2015 or 2016 or 2017, I think that illustrates the point that you made. Because you know, you know the personality that you're talking to. You know I push for it internally. Couldn't get it mm-hmm. done. They're not like as much. You know what? Just doesn't happen. That's just not how it is. You know. I mean, you know, it's interesting. A, good org- a proper organization shouldn't be making hires based on what the media says. You know, if you're telling me that Bob Nicholson reads the papers to figure out who to hire, he's then the orders have big issues. Uh, yeah. Uh, if is it more important for an organization, Mark, to have a good relationship with local as opposed to national? with the media uh you know what whatever it is i i I don't from a self-preservation standpoint hockey people tend to want to have a good relationship with the national guys because those are the guys that go on television and can really affect public perception of the job they're doing uh on a day-to-day basis you need your local media you know to give you a hand here and there frankly all that stuff to me is so far down the list bob uh, win games, End and the discussion. media will love you at every level. Yeah. Lose games, and you're going to lose every friend you ever had in the media. That's just how it's going to work. Should Keith Gretzky be a candidate for the Oilers general manager position? Absolutely you should. Yep. Why wouldn't he be? 18 years in the NHL, three different organizations, had success, had some Tough ones along the way. Had some picks that hit, some picks that missed. Let me ask you this, Mark, because it's sort of a roundabout way here. By the way, Beyonce has just signed a deal uh, to become a new partner with Adidas. Did you know that? It's breaking story on ESPN. 
Just wow. Kind of, I, 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 that's that's uh, not where I was going to go here. The organization spent a lot of money, Mark, to fix things. They didn't get the results. And it took some time for Pete Chiarelli and to Todd McClellan to assess what they got. And one of the assessments that they made at the end of the first year was to trade away a player who ultimately turned out to be the league MVP. Are you perhaps better off not to bring in an external candidate, maybe somebody that spent a lot of time at the Eastern Conference, especially when you have somebody that's a candidate that's lived it, that's known it for the last three years, and a candidate that was more focused on the amateur side than the pro side, which is the side that it is under much criticism around the hockey world? I mean, there's a couple things here. You have to, you know, this is the time to cast the wide net, right? You, I, I don't want to see it. They made, they did that with Shirelli. They hired him right away. They didn't interview a bunch of guys. Take the advantage, interview lots of people. If Keith Gretzky turns out to be the best guy for the job, hire him. If someone else turns out to be the best guy for the job, hire him, right? I want to hear how these candidates are going to dig out of the mess that exists here, right? They have a very thin NHL lineup. They don't have enough top six forwards. Their defense is weak, and they need a really good goalie to go with Costco the next year, and they're in cap jail. So i got to sit down every candidate and say, okay, you tell me how you're going to dig out of this thing. That's the, you know, that's, that's the key to success here, and to me it's the key to getting a job. I don't know, would, would Pat Verbeek have a better idea how to get out of this situation than Keith Gretzky? I guess I'll find out when I interview him. Would Kelly McCrimmon have a better idea? You know, would, would Mark Hunter have a better idea? So I can't tell you who should get the job until I hear what the plan is to put this organization back on its feet, Bob. What would you do with Milan Lucic, Speck? Uh, I wouldn't buy him out because there's no... Uh, I would buy him out if I felt there was uh, a financial advantage. But I'll be honest, there's just there's barely any savings. You basically save about $1.3 million, which is what it costs to find a fourth-line player, and that's what Milan Lucic is playing like a fourth-line player. So at this point, I don't think I'd buy him out. I guess I could be convinced differently. But I don't see the advantage in the buyout, Bob. Do you? No. Do you buy Brian Burke's rationale that he still impacts the opposition who ease up on McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins because the Oilers have coolers like Lucic and Cassian? Oh, listen, that still exists in the game. I heard, I uh, listened to Brian Burke, and I listened to your texts. Listen, don't anybody kid anybody. There's lots of guys out there that are scared of Milan Lucic. That's just a fact. Now, is there enough fighting in the game for that to be a true advantage? We can question that, certainly. Is, you know, the biggest issue here is Zach Cassian on McDavid's wing is perfect because he doesn't let anyone, you know, you've noticed over the last 25 games, anyone goes near McDavid, they got to deal with Cassian. I love that. But Cassian makes $2 million bucks, right? The $6 million uh, deterrent, that's just, that doesn't work for anybody, Bob. So, 
unfortunately, when we talk Lucic, all roads come back to salary and production. Yep. Six million dollar players are supposed to produce. They're not just supposed to be deterrents. You can find a deterrent for six fifty, right? Tell me how Adam Arson goes from plus thirty four the two previous years to minus twenty six this year. What do you think's happened to his game? Is it just everything that's gone wrong could go wrong? Because I, you know, great guy, great guy to deal with, takes ownership over his situation. What happened there? I think what's happened there, Bob, is is too many games now and too many months and seasons of being play, playing first pairing minutes when he is a second pairing defenseman at best. Uh, like a lot of players on the Edmonton Oilers, because they don't have depth, they get played out of their um, comfort zone. And he survived it for quite some time. But I think what we're seeing this year is he shouldn't play first pairing minutes he can't play first pairing minutes and the grind has got to adam larson uh if you send him to the toronto maple leafs let's say bob they're a team that needs a gritty hard to play against tougher defenseman to play in the four or five hole there i think he'd be fabulous in that situation but you're asking a number four or five defenseman to play number two minutes and we're seeing the result and one final one for you, because it's not going to go away, Mark, and it's uh, you know Toronto-based personality again. We actually had this guy in the show a number of years ago. His name is Justin Bourne, Mark, and he's a member of the NHL uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association. He was a ECHL player in college. His dad, of course, was uh, Bob Bourne, a terrific player for the New York Islanders with some underrated toughness. Um, and he's, he made some comments today. You know, you can. I, 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 and I preface this by saying we had Justin on because he ranked Edmund uh, cities in terms of uh, where players would want to go to, and he admitted during the course of the ranking that he'd actually never been to Edmonton, which I found interesting. I guess in this situation, Oilers fans just have to live with it, don't they? That there's, yep, there's, they do, Bob. Yep, they do. You know what? It sucks being an Oilers fan right now. Uh, you got to go into Calgary on Saturday night. They're getting ready for the playoffs, and you're not, you know. So, and and every Justin Bourne, and every Greg Wyshynski, and every guy who's just trying trying to get some clicks and trying to get his name out there, uh, you become, you know, the easiest thing in the business to do is to criticize and make fun of, and you know, use other people's teams and product for your humor, right? Yep. That's Mark, the easy a, way to go. It's it's a it, writers that do that, and broadcasters to do that, are akin to comedians that have to rely on gross fart jokes. Yeah, it's it's sort That's of simple. the same thing. It's the same so, thing. That's all I got. As a columnist, uh, you know, as I've been for a long time, you can't carve people up every day. There's guys that do it. Gets it becomes a cliche. So the point is, the Oilers are in the crosshairs of all of those Justin Bournes who want to say something that, and it's been successful because we're talking about him today, right? We're talking about Justin Bourne, and he wants us talking about Justin Bourne because he's trying to make his way in the business. I get that. Like, yep. I want people talking about my column too. So, we, you know, he's the Oilers are the target for that guy because it's pretty easy to sling mud at the organization. It's just a fact of life. All right, Spec, great stuff. Uh, where are you going to be next week? Are you doing the Winnipeg Series or are you doing Calgary? 
I'm doing the Winnipeg series, so I'll be flying into Winnipeg Monday night. All right. Well, uh, there you go. We'll uh, hook up next Tuesday. You can do a, Sounds good, Bobby. We'll do a splitter next week with you. Does that sound cool? Yeah, that's awesome. That's Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Race in Alberta. We'll take a one-minute timeout. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. Brought to you by New West Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. Uh, on this day, April 4th, 1984. I was uh, just turned 18. What do you got, Brendan? I I was about 10 years from walking this earth, Bob, but uh, Edmonton's Yari Curry scores his first career playoff hat trick and adds an assist while Paul Coffey scores two goals and two helpers to lead the Oilers past the Winnipeg Jets 9-2 in Game 1 of the Smythe Division semifinals at Northlands Coliseum. I was there. I was at that game. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Call about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com. For more information, Edmonton and San Jose tonight, City Ford Face-Off Show, 5.30, puck drop at 7 p.m. Tomorrow, uh, Brendan will be hosting. I'll be on the bird flying to Mont- uh, Montreal, flying to Calgary. The mayor of Humboldt uh, with the one-year anniversary of the uh, Humboldt uh, Broncos bus tragedy, Rob Minch will be on the show. Of course, the Edmonton Oil Kings of Calgary Hitman get going. And Brad Lauer is the head coach of the Oil Kings. Steve Hamilton was. He's the head coach of the Hitman. Both coaches on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino. And yours truly will be joining you as well. Up next, the news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by the 630 Chid News with Jalen Nye. I'll rejoin you at 530 with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and Jack Michaels. So long, everybody. For now, from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.